Hello, my dear little friends. Welcome to Soup Tea with Allie. I'm your host, Allie, and this is my fifth time trying to record this podcast episode. <laughs> it's been insane, guys, but I um, I would start it and have to stop it, and it just, or I would review it, and I'd be like, this sounds trashy, but I am back, and I'm going to be talking about Narnia, so... As I mentioned before, I am a big fan of C.S. Lewis and his works. I have read seven, six of his books. I think I've read, I've read six of his books now. Um, And I'm on my seventh at the moment. C.S. Lewis is just, and that not all of those are Narnia books, by the way. (laughs) I know you're thinking, whoa. Did she read all the Narnia books? Because there's seven in the series. No, I am on Prince Caspian. <laughs> so I am on the third. No, the fourth book. What am I saying? The fourth book of the series. <laughs> I cannot leave the out the horse and his boy. Ah, such a good book. Um, yeah, I'm on the fourth book in the series. So I have read six of his books because I've read Screw Tape Letters, Out of the Silent Planet. And then I've read the first four books in the Narnia series in the chronological order. So I've read six of his books on the seventh at the moment. And C.S. Lewis has been a big inspiration of mine. And it's not just his style. I mean, that's something I do really, really love. But it's just the way that he writes his characters and makes them feel so real if you know what I mean like they're not these fake people that you can't relate with they're not these fake characters that are are so unrealistic that you're like man I wish I was this person um as Joe March said you know if I were in if I were a girl in a book you know life wouldn't be hard like life would be amazing um but which I think is such a funny a funny line um but I feel like C.S. Lewis's characters whether it's his characters in the screw tape letters or his characters in the Narnia series or his characters in out of the silent planet or just even him talking about Christianity and talking about um difficulties and just feelings like pain and joy and all these things that he wrote about that feel so real that are things that you can relate with like I personally like enjoyed reading the screw tape letters and learned a lot from it because I realized wow there's just little things that I do in church you know or you know while I am just reading or doing other things like daily tasks that I don't even realize are me like falling into temptations or getting so close to it if you know what I mean and I was like whoa like it made me step back and think yeah like things are like evil is real like the devil is real and things can be so tempting at times um and it made me really just step back and try to just see okay like these are the things that I really am tempted by you know like 
maybe I should try to do this to avoid those temptations. Like, it helped me in my faith life, and it's something that I feel like I really need to read again because I can learn so much from it, as I did in the past, that makes me want to read it again because I'm like, yes, like, I love reading things that I can learn stuff from, especially, like, religious-wise, because Christianity and Catholicism just, oh, they make my heart happy. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like C.S. Lewis did an amazing job at portraying real feelings and real difficulties and weaknesses that people have that you don't always get to see in a fantasy story because, yeah, you know, maybe characters in those fantasy stories have flaws but in a way their lives still seem more entertaining or more perfect than ours but c.s lewis's characters especially in the chronicles of narnia feel just so real they each character has inspired me in a way that i can't even describe and The fact that I'm able to just, like, read the words and instantly be transported into a new world is just amazing because, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, I loved reading but never really did it because I was slow. Um, The whole idea of it seemed great and nice but just didn't really do it, fell out of it, and it wasn't until, like, October that I really tried to read and I just instantly fell in love with literature I said that you know maybe in the past I I liked literature but I think I actually fell in love with it in October so that was a very special time for me I cannot describe the feelings that I felt while I was reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and how healing it truly was Because just the way that Lewis described the environment and just Narnia in itself, like the essence of Narnia, just filled my heart with deep joy, but also sorrow at the same time. Because the darkness that Narnia was experiencing at the time, you know, at the beginning when Lucy first came there and um, her siblings first came there, you know, that emptiness, that feeling of, you know, when is Aslan coming, you know, that I felt, you know, that we have felt in our own lives when we felt like, wow, like, is God even here? Like, does he even love me? Like, am I even doing what I should be doing? Or perhaps um, just kind of thinking about what the world was like before Jesus came, you know, before he fulfilled the Old Testament um, with the new. It's just kind of thinking like that emptiness, that desire for a savior, that desire for peace. And maybe even our own world right now, like there's so much going on that 
it's insane that people really need to learn to turn to God and that kind of that whole emptiness and that darkness, you know, always, always winter and never Christmas that made my heart ache. But then reading the lines where Mr. Beaver was describing um, Aslan, you know, he, he's not a tame lion, right? But he is just you know, he is, he's good, right? Um, and then the feelings that each sibling experienced when Mr. Beaver said Aslan's name for the first time was just beautiful too. The way that C.S. Lewis described it, that made me feel like, whoa, like, yeah, like we each, like, each and every one of us experience this different, unique feeling when we hear the name Jesus, when we hear the name God or Holy Trinity or, you know, something, right? That refers to God, you know, that was just so beautiful. And that, that whole section just is, whoa, it just, it never ceases to like amaze me and just, oh, it's so beautiful, honestly, and that really, really drew me in, you know, I was totally, like, into the thing when, you know, Lucy was having tea with Mr. Tumnus, and, you know, all this other stuff was happening, but I was really, really drawn in at that specific part, and I really loved that part, and I connected with that part on a deeper level, and it made me realize that, in times where my heart feels like it's frozen, you know, I need to go to God. And even if it's just saying his name, you know, to find that peace, to find spring again. And just realizing that while reading it was just really beautiful. And even now, it's just, oh, it's just, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Uh, as you can see, like, I'm struggling to get the words out properly because it's just like, ah, I get chills. And just thinking about that, it just, it takes me back to that moment when I read those lines for the first time and was really making that connection. And just even realizing how I've related to the way that each sibling, you know, felt at different times times in my faith life you know as when they heard Aslan's name like Lucy felt like she she you know had just woken up and she realized it's the first day of summer um and or or, or holiday or something and she had free time and she didn't have to go to school and the sun is shining kind of feeling or Edmund when he experienced that fear in that oh my goodness like something is scaring me almost um that I have even experienced like that guilt you know like when you commit a sin and you're like oh and you just feel dirty afterwards you know how it was just really unique to just ponder upon that whole part of the book and just think wow like I could really relate to this and then continuing on like there are a lot of lines that also stuck out to me, you know, Aslan is on the move is one of my favorite lines, you know, Aslan is on the move. 
you know, God is coming. Jesus is coming. That's something that I was really drawn towards because it was like mid-October and I was like, oh my goodness, Advent is going to be here before I know it. It's, it's like end of November or beginning of December. Um, and like I was so pumped because this book really is just a beautiful representation of that desire to experience the coming of Christ and how I think it's just so beautiful how we're able to re-experience that feeling every year during Advent and it really made me realize that Advent is like a mini Lent in itself or a Lent in a way like the two are very closely related if you think about it and I feel like it was the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that made me realize that because they had to go through so much. They had to go through these trials and that, you know, always winter and never Christmas. You know, they had to go through the desert, right? Like 40 years or 40 days um, like Jesus and had to keep on moving forward and, you know, just trusting that Aslan would come. Just like how, you know, God's people had to trust that Jesus was coming, that the Messiah was coming. And just all of that was breathtaking because when you read it, you know, maybe when you're little, like that stuff doesn't really come into your head, I guess. When you're someone like me that loves studying theology and just loves thinking and loves being in her head, like my mind was just like being blown in that and blown away in that moment so I was like oh my goodness it's just the feelings that I was experiencing every time I picked up that book it just never ceased to amaze me and I felt like it was something that I needed more than I could ever describe because as someone who you know, has struggled with anxiety her entire life and has had, like, a little bit of depression um, here and there and just has a lot of, like, hormonal problems. I feel, I just, I felt like that book was something I need to, re- need to read um, in terms of just thinking about how God works through us and through other people and and through other things to bring us healing you know sometimes he wants us to go through always winter and never christmas in order to experience his love in order to experience christmas that joy um, and that peace and i it made me realize no that there's a reason for me having anxiety you know it's a cross that god gave me to bear alongside of him And I had such a hard time reminding myself that and realizing that before I read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and then The the Horse and His Boy that I was just like, wow. (laughs) When I read both of those books, it really made me think how much I needed to remind myself that, you know, when I was anxious or when I'm worried or sad or lonely, that I'm not alone. You know, like, God is just a breath away. Um, 
And he's telling me every minute, every second, courage, dear heart. And as silly as it sounds, like just imagining Aslan really helps me to imagine God's love for me. Um, There's this specific scene in the Prince Caspian movie where Lucy um, goes into the forest and she is talking with Aslan. You know, she's trying to get his help. And she's like, why weren't you there? You know, why weren't you helping us? And he said, you know, things don't always happen the same way twice, dear one. And any time I'm feeling that, why weren't you there moment? Or I'm scared and I'm lonely. I wish I could be braver. I always think of that scene. And as silly as it sounds and as cheesy as it sounds, I close my eyes and I imagine myself in that part. And I imagine myself, instead of maybe talking to Aslan, a lion, sometimes I imagine that I'm talking to Jesus. And, you know, I'm just sitting in the forest with him and I can see his smile and I can see just his bright eyes and this love that's in his face that's just radiating off of him. And I can hear him saying, you know, you can be brave. And there's a reason why things don't always happen the same way. There's a reason why you have to go through these times where it feels like I'm not there. And it's just also realizing that he is there. He is there with us even when he do- when it doesn't feel like he is. And that's not something that I was ever really reminded of, you know, like that's not something that I feel like I heard enough of until I stumbled upon these books and the films that I was just kind of like, whoa, (laughs) Um, you know, because there's so much of that in every book. Um, And even like the screw tape letters too. just C.S. Lewis shows how merciful God is and how we could go through, we could like, you know, commit so many sins and feel so dirty and so unworthy and God would still love us. God would still, you know, forgive us. He would have his arms wide open, just ready for us to return home. It's just, it, yeah, it, it, was, it was really amazing to just be able to re- be reminded of those things through these books that I feel like God wanted me to experience for a reason. I, as crazy as it sounds, like God has spoken to me a ton through these books and is helping me to find healing and peace and draw closer to him through these books and just realizing how real these characters' struggles are because these are things that people face all the time, you know, these characters aren't real, but these characters are characters that I can relate to. I, as crazy as it sounds, I can relate to almost every main character um, in some sort of way at some some point in the story. Um, whether it's temptations, whether it's doubts, whether it's being scared or being lonely or wishing you could just grow up, wishing you could get out of a certain situation, you know, whatever it may be, 
like C.S. Lewis did such an amazing job at putting that into a book and just allowing those those words to come to life on a page that are continuing to like touch people all over the world you know that are so many different ages you know whether it's a 70 year old reading Narnia or a five-year-old reading Narnia like it's truly beautiful to think about because God wanted C.S. Lewis to write these for a very special reason and even if C.S. Lewis didn't get to see how big his books were going to become I know that he was like meant to do all of this that he's just a good like testament to the fact that you might go through so much in your life like go through world war one go through world war two um struggle with like health problems get injuries from world war two lose your wife um all this kind of stuff and experience a um, heart disease and die at the age of 60 but you can accomplish so much and you don't have to let those things hold you back. I don't have to let my anxiety hold me back. I don't have to let my loneliness or or these things that are heavy burdens to me hold me back and stop me from being the person that God created me to be and to share what I want to share with the world. That good news um, that we are an Easter people and we are meant to share the good news, you know, share God's love with everyone that we meet. And just C.S. Lewis poured out that in his writing and continues to touch people in such a unique way. And I'm one of those people. Um, And I have been lucky enough to come into contact um, with someone very close to C.S. Lewis. I am not going to say who this person is. Um, He is a good friend of mine. I do not want to share any private information, but I think it's it's just been an amazing experience being able to talk to this specific person who knew C.S. Lewis personally and to just see what he's doing to continue to make sure that his you know, this person that he was so close to, um, you know, that his works are still alive or being treated properly. It's just truly amazing. So I just feel like God definitely drew me to this person for a specific reason. Um, and I think that's just so cool because, you know, I can just go to this person and and vent to this person about the fact that, oh, you know, like, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader film did, you know, it's just horrible, blah, blah, blah. And this person will listen and um, and be able to understand. Um, and I just think it's amazing how this person just knew C.S. Lewis personally. And I'm able to talk to this person who knew C.S. Lewis personally. And it's been such a beautiful experience. And if you know me personally and ever want to really hear my story about that, I'd be happy to share that. But Again, I just want to keep that private on here for the privacy of that individual. 
that special friend of mine and also for myself at the moment but yeah I definitely feel like God drew me to C.S. Lewis for a very very special reason and I am continuing to just love his writing and grow as a person as I'm reading like the Prince just Prince Caspian and the rest of the Chronicles of Narnia series at the moment that I'm slowly reading because I want to soak in every bit. I can't even tell you how many times like I've just like read a line and been in awe and then just like put it down and just like let myself think um or maybe like I compared a specific part of the book to the movie like I literally paired it side by side which is kind of fun but also can be very annoying at times because when I'm reading Prince Caspian I'm always thinking about, okay, what happened in the movie at this part? Oh, this wasn't in the movie. And blah, blah, blah. Like, my head is, like, going through that as I'm trying to read. And I'm just, ugh. I need to focus. Um, so that's something that has been a struggle. But I definitely recommend watching the Narnia films before you read the book. If you haven't read them already. Because you don't want to steal the magic away. Um, I actually watched the films before I read the books. Um, so I'm able to appreciate the films for what they are. However, like now that I'm reading the books, I'm seeing how they're not as good as I thought they were. Um, the first one, Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe, will always be the best. Like, it literally is in my opinion, one of the the best book-to-film adaptions out there. There were, like, a few things that were slightly different at the beginning. But I want to say almost the entire movie was just so true to the book, like, in exactly how I imagined it. Like, it's insane how they were able to put that on screen. So... Oh, that's. Anyways, that is really just a tiny bit of my C.S. Lewis ramblings. I have had much longer conversations with people about C.S. Lewis and his writings. I want to say I've had one for about three hours once. We kind of went off topic, but the main thing was about C.S. Lewis um, and his writings. It was for this book club I was doing with a friend on the book that I've mentioned before, Further Up and Further In, by Professor Joseph Pierce, and it's about seeing Narnia through the eyes of, you know, as an adult, you know, through the eyes of an adult. How can we go back to that word Job, and what are some things that we can learn as people that are you know, older, you know, people that are a part of a society and, you know, are about to go out into the world, you know, what are some things that we can use from this book or um, some sort of knowledge we can gain and just kind of implement into our daily lives? And it 
really made me realize how much C.S. Lewis emphasized the the importance of being childlike. And there's a lot of biblical references, you know, where Jesus is literally saying, be childlike, you know, my children, you know, these people that are childlike are going to go to heaven. You know, we have to become little. We have to become just so reliant on God, like a child, a little child is reliant on their parents or else we're not going to be able to reach the kingdom of heaven. And I feel like C.S. Lewis really emphasizes that in every book that he writes, but especially in the Chronicles of Narnia, it's 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 shown very clearly how the characters who are childlike grow to be very strong characters who have very good qualities that people want in their life, you know, that people are attracted towards. But then there's childish characters that he writes and they're not very attractive characters. You know, they're characters that are worldly. They're characters that are grown up but childish and we're called to be childlike and Lucy is such an amazing example of that and her name means light. You know, she is this light. She's this beacon of hope and just joy and just trust and reliance and sure she had her doubts but you know, she picked herself back up again and kept on moving forward. And you know, then there's you know, Susan, you know, or or even Edmund. Edmund was a childish character. But he became childlike by realizing that he had to become small in order to really just heal and in order to become like a good person. He had to become small. And I feel like St. Therese like, is a saint that has been coming to mind a lot recently when I'm thinking about being childlike and being little and following the little way towards heaven and that really inspires me a lot because I'm trying to find the beauty in the little things um and just seeing how doing dishes can be joyful and she is such a beautiful example of that I have a book of 99 of her sayings it's a really short book but it's beautiful it's so good and I've kind of reread a lot of it Um, And I'm doing that at the moment. And so many of the lines in that book just have stuck out to me and have really made me step back and realize how I have to become childlike. I have to become small in order to draw closer to God and fully surrender to him. And there's a lot of characters in the Chronicles of Narnia that over time, like, they learn to do it. But there's characters like Susan who maybe at one point did, but fell away. But there's always that hope of returning. There's always that hope of mercy and just being able to ask God for forgiveness. That is very apparent in the books that is really special because it is a good reminder for people of all ages that, you know, Maybe you have been a childish adult or maybe no childish adults. You know, maybe you need to be that childlike beacon in their life that 
leads them to curiosity and and wonder and seeing joys in the little things. So that kind of concludes my summary of C.S. Lewis and why he is important to me. And I know you're thinking, dang, like, this is like 30 minutes long. <laughs> um, and that's kind of short for Allie when it comes to stuff like this. So be proud of me. <laughs> Um, I really do hope that you are having an amazing week and that you found this episode very healing, maybe. Um, maybe it inspired you to be childlike. Maybe it inspired you to find healing in the struggles and realize how there's beauty in the struggles that God gives us in life, that there's not just like God doesn't just make us suffer to watch us suffer, guys. And as I read in my episode where I talked about, you know, my insecurities and just really opened up to you guys, like I read that part from The Horse and His Boy where Aslan said, no, I was the one who was guiding you. I was the one who called you you know, out of your bed in the middle of the night and made you go do this, you know, even though you're probably thinking, why? Why me? So again, I really hope you enjoy this episode and take care.